Hello and welcome to Lessons in Love, a podcast produced by Funder Films Community Interest Company in partnership with various East Kent branches of Age UK. I'm Jasper Bouvery, and every week I'm talking to members of the older generation about their experiences of love and what lessons they'd like to pass on to the young. This time, I'm meeting with Mandy and Jessie at Age UK in Ashford. Jessie began by explaining her first impressions of her husband. I went, I don't like him, really. <laughs> why? why? I, don't know. I don't like him, really. But then Colts have got you, I mean, and I loved him to bits. Well, we'll come on to that in a minute. All right, okay. But it, I, I want to hear from Mandy now. Mandy now, go on, Mandy. Yeah. So, Mandy, you're a little bit younger, aren't you? Yes, I am. And so where where did you meet your husband? Actually, my story is a bit similar to Jessie's. I didn't like my husband. I'd met him a couple of times because I used to be a hairdresser. And uh, again, a bit like the same story. There was something I didn't, couldn't put my finger on it. But my friend who worked with my husband stitched me up on a blind date with him. And I must admit, as the evening went on, I got to like him. What was it about your husband to start with then, which... He was younger than me. He was um, younger than yeah, me? Yeah, and I just thought, well, perhaps you're a bit of a kid rather than a grown-up. <laughs> and it proved me wrong. It's only, what, four and a half, five years between us. But, yeah, the more I got to know him, the more I thought, you are a mature man, a perfect gentleman, really. You know, open the doors, pull the chairs out. Yeah. That sort of thing was important. That sort of thing won you over. Yeah, yeah. I think because I've seen my how my mum and dad used to behave, and I just thought, yeah, that's what men should do. So your mum and dad were very good in terms of opening the door for each other and being considerate to to each other. Yeah, yeah. Jesse, is that sort of similar for you? Yeah, very similar. Yeah, yeah. You got to got to know his ways. And then you began to think, oh, yeah, I do like you. I really do like you at the end of it, you know. So what sort of time scale are we talking about? How long did it take you to really relax and feel, oh, yeah, I, I feel this person is right for me? A little while, six months, I suppose. Six and months. then I thought, oh, I do like you, really. Mandy? Mine was, I would say about six weeks. I had to give him 10 out of 10 for persistence because he just kept on all the time. Let's go and have a drink. Let's go and have coffee. Were you, were you not persistent? Were you I saying wasn't go to start away? with. I kept thinking, oh, I just I can't, be done, I can't be done with this. But as, I, as time went on, yeah, I got to like the person that was inside, not the person on the outside. No. And I think because he was away from his friends, his family, they, he didn't have to, not, not say show off, but he didn't have to be this person that, that he wasn't. So what did he do for a living? Um, he worked at a printing company, so he was a print finisher. Um, he worked with a friend of mine, and that's how come we met, really. But Jesse, your partner, or your soon-to-be husband, was in the Merchant Navy, so presumably he was going off to sea the whole time. He was. So you didn't see him? No, no. When we had children and one one child and he said I can't go to sea anymore he said because I can't leave you and the children 
So but, that was what happened then, yeah, yeah. with us. I, I want to come on to that in a, in a minute yeah, or right. two. Yeah, all right, okay. But okay. Right, right at the beginning, when you were dating, when you were courting, you, you know, they said courting in those days, didn't they? Mm. Um, what, what, you know, it must have been very difficult. Did you, or, or did you find that absence makes the heart grow fonder? Well, I, I suppose it did really, but I went and saw his, his mum and... Um, the only thing was with his mum, um, she didn't tell him who his dad was. Oh, right. She didn't tell him who his dad was. And um, so he, apparently he was a bastard. So, but I didn't, I, did, I loved him to bits, so I didn't think that in the end, in the end. Because in the end, I loved him to bits. But so, did the, did that have a big effect on him as a person? Did he did he feel who was he always wondering who was my dad? He did, mm. and I wrote to his mum, and she said she didn't know it was. Right. I think because it was in the war, mm. and um, different things happened. I suppose foreign people there, but my husband was like a, um, he was brown. What can I say? So he was he was mixed race, was he? No, he wasn't mixed race, but you could see he was like, um, oh. Olive skin? Olive yeah, skin. Yeah, olive skin. Okay. He was olive skin, yeah. Mm. He was, yeah. So you know, did, did his sort of lack of a dad... Did that have a big impact on his character, Did you? would you say? No, not really. He just thought that if he went away at sea again, that his children wouldn't know him. But, I mean, we'd only got engaged in that, so there was none of that in it at the time. How about, Mandy, your, your husband, did you get on with his parents? Did they get on with him? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was quite nice when I did get to meet his parents. They were very warm, very friendly, very loving, really. I think their situation was very much like my mum and dad's. You know, my father-in-law was a perfect gentleman. You know, he'd do the same, open doors and what have you. So, yeah, it was quite nice to go from one loving family into another loving family. And how quickly did you make that move? When, when, when did he ask you to marry him? And, and what? Oh, was he that? was very quick. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of said to me, it was only a couple of months, and he said, do you want to get engaged? Just like that. No grand proposal. Do you want to get engaged? I went, no, not really. Oh, okay. But he was so persistent, he carried on. And in the end, not wear me down is not the right word, but yeah, in the end I caved in and I said yes. Not had much. you had sex before marriage at all? I suppose I'd had a couple of boyfriends before I met my husband. Oh, yeah, I did have a couple of boyfriends, yeah. true. But a bit like you, you know. Yeah. I knew the birds and the bees. Birds got out me if I got pregnant because my dad would hundred draw. I know. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So you had had sex before mm-hmm. marriage? You had with, with other, other people? Only one. I had a couple of boyfriends, but yeah. there was only one that I thought, well, this was it. Right. But it turned out it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So, I think... My generation was, contraceptive pill was more available. Mm. You know, most doctors put you on it whenever, whatever. So not many, none of my school friends got pregnant out of marriage. We were all quite 
you know, up on it and make sure we done the right thing. And yeah. So in a way, it was more risky at your in your day, Jesse, because the it wasn't the the pill wasn't a, wasn't available. No. Mm. No. listening to Lessons in Love, a podcast produced by Funder Films CIC in association with various East Kent branches of Age UK, funded by the Kent Community Foundation. To donate, please visit justgiving.com and search for Lessons in Love too. That's justgiving.com and search for Lessons in Love and then the number two. We're assigning numbers to the different branches of Age UK to be sure that your donation reaches the correct destination. Back to Mandy and Jessie. Jessie was married to her husband for nearly 50 years, Mandy for nearly 20, but both lost their husbands to illness. Mandy told me how her husband had died. My, well, my husband was only 44 when he died, so that's what, about 15, 16 years ago now? About 16 years. And yours, Jessie? Yeah, cancer. Right. Mum's mm. cancer too. Yeah. Mm. And how how was that sort of caring for somebody who you loved? Hard. Hard. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah. It really is hard, hard to watch mm. it. You see it on the TV, you see it places like this, but when you're dealing with it yourself, you just that you're help, hope, helpless, you can't do nothing and you just want to take all that pain away, but you can't. And then they become, I, I don't know if Jesse's husband was the same, but they they become the person that you didn't marry. But then you've got to accept that it's not their fault, it's the illnesses and the, the drugs that are making them like it. Mm. So, yeah, so there were some days when it was really hard, hard for the children as well. So when you say, you know, you didn't marry that person, how did his character change? Yeah, become angry, very angry, very resentful. You, you know, look at people and the street and then he'd say why is it not them why is it me and yeah and you you can't answer it you just can't answer that question jesse yeah you can you can see in them that they're losing that weight can't you mm. and it and it tears you to pieces and it tears you to pieces but like you said you can't do nothing about it you just got to carry on living so did did both of them stay at home? Did you nurse them, both of you? Yeah, my husband's was very quick. Um, they were, the, the day before he died, they were arranging for him to go in the hospice because they, they took him into He had had cancer for about 13 months and he was being treated. But one particular time he was rushed into hospital and they actually told myself and my two sons that he won't be coming home. This is final. And they were trying to arrange hospice for him. And uh, they managed to get a bed. And they said to us on this particular day, right, tomorrow morning we're going to move him to the hospice. Tomorrow morning come. But he didn't. He went in the night. Goodness. So it was it was very hard. Mm-hmm. Jesse? My, my husband had a massive heart attack. And um, just saw him losing weight. I mean, my daughter said, Mum, he's not a well man. I said, I know he's not, Sharon. I said, but he wouldn't say. He wouldn't tell no. me. That's how they was, weren't they? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So you, both of you went through 
you know, really difficult times towards the end of your marriages yeah. to your husband. What, what support did you get? Did you get any support or did you feel very lonely? Well, sometimes you felt lonely, but you did, from the, you were family, you did get support. You did get mm. some support, I don't know about you. Yeah. But I don't know about Jesse, but I found the hardest bit was, yes, you've got all this support from family and friends, you know, but not one of them knows what you're going through because they've never been through it. And you get all these people saying, oh, I am so sorry about your husband. And, you know, are you okay? And you just think, no, I'm not okay. okay. Because you don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. It's Mm. but the support from family and friends is there, but they're not going through it. Or then you get the other people. Jesse found it. Will cross over the street so they haven't got to talk to you because Mm. they don't know what to say to you. So you both must miss your husbands dreadfully. Yes. Mm. Do yeah. Did you ever think could I start again with someone else? No. 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 There are times, yeah, okay. Yeah, you sit there sometimes, don't you? And you just think, yeah, it'd be nice to meet somebody, put their arms around you, give mm. you a cuddle. And yeah. But then I think, I, I think Jesse would be the same. I'd be sitting there thinking, well, my husband would be doing this by now. My husband would be doing that. My husband would open the car door. You're not. So it wouldn't be fair, I don't think, on another no. person. Because... My husband and I, probably just and her husband, we were so devoted with each other that even if I went into hospital when I had the boys, yeah. he, he couldn't cope. You know, I was in for a week because I had caesareans. He couldn't cope. This is how I felt. I felt no, because they always, some of them say to me, would you marry again? And I go, no, it wouldn't be the same. I said, it wouldn't be the same as my first husband. I said, you can't. You can't match it. You can't replace it. You just can't take it. Yeah. We were were fortunate because about 18 months before my husband passed away, we renewed our wedding vows. So it was really nice. So we got some lovely pictures and then my two sons have got a nice memory of a really nice day, which I think is quite nice for them. Yeah. Did you renew the vows because he was ill? No, didn't even know he was ill. So why why did you renew? He just felt that we were were cheated when we got married because we were in a situation we'd bought a house, we'd just managed to buy a house, and we couldn't have a a proper. We had a wedding, but we we couldn't have what we wanted, you know. So we my well, we both decided, but it was his idea that he wanted to renew our wedding vows. So we did, and the nice thing was we invited people that we wanted, not because mum and dad says you've got to invite these because if you don't invite her, you'll invite upset them. And so, yeah, we had a nice, small, intimate do. It was lovely. So I want to ask you now, both of you, you know, you see the younger generation and they do things differently. What's your what, what's your feeling? What advice would you like to pass on based on your own relationships, your own very strong relationships? What advice would you pass on to the younger generation? I always say that live your life as you go along because your life goes so quickly and you wonder where it's all gone and you think, oh, my God, I wish I'd done that before. Oh, I wish I'd gone abroad. But you you don't think of that. And as you get older, see, I'm 34, 
this month. You know, you're not 34, are you? I wish no, I was 34. I'm 64. No, you're 84. 84. Oh, God. I'm trying to be younger. I'm really trying to... I did try it the other day, didn't I? Yeah, 70, yeah. So it's this month. 84. 84. I'm 84. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to make myself that, younger, aren't I? That's uh, that's good advice, though to to live your life to the full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think don't have secrets from each other because secrets will come round and bite you on the bottom. Yeah, they will. Be be open with each other. Has yeah. that? Uh, have you ever? You know, not my not my own experience. No, but a friend of mine. Um, she done that. She had secrets, and when her husband found out, it did. It come and bit her on the bum, and now she's divorced. And so, yeah, don't have secrets and be honest with each other. And it's trust as well, isn't it? Really, I think this is it, isn't it? It's the trust, isn't it? Mm. I think but youngsters walk away too easy. I, I think this is it nowadays. They want to get a divorce straight away. Oh, we can't. Stay that long, oh, we'll get a divorce and all this mm. sort of thing. And it, it's very quickly for them to say that, but it's not, it's not good for them. I mean, you have your arguments. I mean, we did. We didn't, wasn't just, wasn't it? We had our arguments. Goodness me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I threw, <laughs> I threw a tub of Johnson's baby talcum powder down the stairs, aiming it at my husband, but it missed my husband and it all just, <laughs> And who had to clean it up? Me. Yeah. <laughs> just, I was so angry. angry. I, I picked it up and I just went, get out of this house. And as I threw it, it he ducked and it just hit the back wall. It just exploded. So I'd done the plate. I'd done the plates and I threw, threw it in the plates. Oh, and I went, oh. I said, no, I, said, I can't stand this. So we had our arguments, yeah, through the plates. We're not all perfect. <laughs> We got through it, you know. You had to get through it because otherwise you wouldn't. Have... We saw the funny side. In we the saw end. the funny side. We just stood there, and he just said, "Well, we're yeah, not so in shock. did I." And we just yeah. started laughing. So did I. Yeah. No. So did we. Yeah. yeah. It was just strange that. <laughs> okay, okay. Get your temper out on me, then. All right. <laughs> uh, but you've got through it. You do. You get you through did. it, don't yeah. you? This is a thing. Can you can you remember why? You threw the plates, Jessie. I think he he made a uh, what's name about my dinner, and so I've I've got I've got a plate and go go for it. <laughs> I was a bit vicious then, <laughs> more vicious than I am now. <laughs> and the talcum powder. Now I think I think it boiled down to the fact that I'd got, it was a dirty nappy. And he said, oh, it was your turn. The, the flippant remark. I mean, mm. you're a man, so you know what it's like. That flippant, oh, yeah, it's your turn. And I thought, I'm not having that. And I stood at the stairs and I said to him, no, you come back. You you come and do it. It's your turn. I've done it all night, you know. And it, it was just the look, the look that you men sometimes give. The talcum powder was in my hand and I just thought, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It is terrifying. It's terrifying <laughs> seeing you pick up that bottle of water as if it might oh, no, be talcum yeah, yeah. powder. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of this edition of Lessons in Love, the podcast produced by Funder Films CIC in association with various East Kent branches of Age UK. 
And if you've enjoyed this podcast, you might like to make a donation to Age UK to help them with their work. Please visit justgiving.com and search for Lessons in Love too. That's justgiving.com and search for Lessons in Love and then the number two. We're assigning numbers to the different branches of Age UK to be sure that your donation reaches the correct destination. All donations are most welcome. And many thanks for listening. Thank you.